This is the Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose, where I strategize with business owners on how to grow and scale their businesses to hit their income goals. This is episode 155 of the Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Morrows. Today I'm speaking with Kimberly Espinal, and we are going to be talking about how to use Instagram live video to build your brand and grow your business. This conversation is one that you do not want to miss. Kimberly has actually put together a special um, landing page just for you guys. I want you to make sure that you hop over to the show notes. We have it linked in our show notes so that you can make sure that you get the PDF that she has put together for all of you that talks a little bit about Instagram stories, but also is going to give you all the information on her challenges that she runs for food photography. This is going to be an episode, though, that you will not want to miss, and one where you can really tell caught her off guard in this interview. I asked a question that we had pre-script all of my questions, all of my interviews, and one of my questions was not pre-scripted, and she called me out on it, but the answer that she gave made this interview so much good information, it wasn't even funny. All right, guys, let's dive in. All right, here we go. Kimberly, how are you? I am fine. Very cold. London is incredibly cold at the moment, but super happy to be here. Good. Oh my goodness. Well, I'm sad that it's cold, but I'm glad that you're here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that we were able to make this work with the time zone difference. It's always hard to do. Yep. Very good. Well, I would love it if you would introduce yourself to my audience. Tell them a little bit about yourself as well as, of course, your business. Of course. Yes. So my name is Kimberly Espinel. I'm a food photographer, stylist, content creator, educator, and podcaster over at um, Eat, Capture, Share. And I shoot, create visual content for mainly food brands. And I also work with bloggers, predominantly food bloggers or people within the kind of food space to help them, you know, improve their food photography and also their Instagram strategy. Very good. So I'm excited because my audience loves listening to any content about Instagram. <laughs> have grown a very large Instagram following and it's engaged. Um, what would you say was the most beneficial thing for you as far as like being able to grow with that Instagram following? So I would say, you know, first and foremost, Instagram still is predominantly a visual platform. So creating beautiful images isn't optional. It's a must. And I think that's definitely helped me propel forward. But as there's much more content now, it's not just the visuals that matter. So having really engaging, thought-provoking, interesting, funny, valuable captions is super important too. And I'm very happy to go into a little bit more detail if that's helpful as to what that, what that entails. Yeah, would you like me to? So I always think about you know, having starting with a really strong opener and have that opener be not about you, but about your audience. So to give an example, rather than to say, oh my goodness, I feel so cold in London. I don't know if I should buy a new hat or a new scarf. You know, that's very me, me, me. It's more something like, are you feeling cold tonight? What are you, you know, like just turning it around and making it about your audience and really starting off with a 
kind of grab, you know, a real headline grab or something that will stop somebody in their scroll. And what will stop somebody in their scroll is if you're tapping into what they're feeling, what they're thinking, something they want to maybe share, communicate, you know, feedback on. So, so those kind of things are really important. So not anything about you, but more about us, the community. And um, the other two things that really have helped me build an engaged audience more than a large audience, really, I think what matters is to have an audience that's engaged, is I do Instagram Live, and I also host Instagram Challenges. And those two things really have helped propel me forward and really allowed me to build a really strong connection to my audience. I love that you brought up Instagram Live because that was where I was going to lead with my next question is whether you're using all of the options that Instagram now offers with stories and live and IGTV and all the things. Yes. So I don't. And that was something I had to think really, really long and hard about. So obviously I use the grid. I use Instagram stories. I use Instagram live. I do not use IGTV. And I would say if you have the mental space, the time to create content for IGTV, please do it. IGTV is definitely where it's at. Instagram is putting a lot of emphasis on that. They're making it more user-friendly, et cetera, et cetera. I decided not to do that. And I'm happy to tell you in detail, but in short, I feel that I didn't want to put all my eggs in the Instagram basket. And rather than spending time on creating IGTV content, which at this point I think really needs to be, you know, top level to make a strong impact, I started a podcast instead. So if you've got the bandwidth to do it all, I would say absolutely do it. If you have, if you need to make a choice, I would say it's a really good strategy to be on multiple platforms and not just on Instagram. I love that suggestion. Um, so tell me a little bit more about Instagram Live and why you decided to go that direction. Um, I'd love to know. Yes. So to be honest, the reason I started at first was two of my friends in the food blogger space that called Husbands That Cook. They had a live show and I tuned in and it was super fun. It was just so fun and they were engaging and people were leaving comments and it had a really, really different feel. And I think they started their live show, like they have a live cooking show that they do every Saturday. I think they've been doing it really since Instagram Live started. And I had a chat with them as to, you know, whether it was worth it. And and they spoke so positively about it. I was like, you know what, let me give this a try. And so that was number one, like I was really inspired by what they were doing and the experience that they had. Number two was actually a very strategic decision. So thinking, you know, this platform is getting louder. There's more content on the grid, more and more people doing Instagram stories. But it's a very small percentage of people who have the guts to press the live button. And so if I do that, I'm definitely going to stand out. At the time when I started doing live, Instagram was really pushing live the way that they're doing now with IGTV. So I was like, okay, if I do the live, I'm going to be pushed to the fore. My profile picture is going to flash in that really nice flashy way. And people are going to see me more. I'm going to be front and center. So it made strategic sense. What I hadn't realized, 
and which was the beautiful side effect of it all is the really strong close bond that I developed as I did the live with my audience that I don't feel I get actually even with the podcast or with Instagram stories, through my blog, through any of the other channels that I have, there's something magical and special about live. And I think it's something to do with the audience, your audience, your tribe, your people, really feeling seen and heard because you see them, you see their comment, you're responding in the moment. And that's actually really powerful. And, you know, vice versa, I also feel a really strong connection to the people who tune in live. Like they're, you know, sitting down, making their cup of tea, coffee, whatever, to sit down for 30 minutes with me. That's intense. Like that's that's a big ask. And I'm super grateful. And I feel a really special connection to those people as well. So you just said something interesting is you said 30 minutes, like it's a timed thing. And that was where my head was going was, well, what does the format look like? Because I know my audience is going to be wondering, well, I'm not a food blogger, maybe I'm home decor, or maybe I'm parenting. Can you give an example of how you're using it? So I have to say, I'm a little bit super anal in terms of, you know, I, I, I really value my audience and I value the time that they're spending with me. So I'm not going to do a live and just kind of make it up in the moment. I lesson plan for the live. So I take whatever, 45 minutes, an hour, however long it takes to actually put something together that if and when people tune in for the 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, however long it is, I know they're going to walk away with something. So I want to be sure I'm adding value. What I do is I teach, I teach food photography. As I mentioned before, I I work specifically with food bloggers, you know, people within the food space who want to improve, fine tune their food photography. So I know that's something my audience wants and that's why the live is around that topic. So I will teach something around styling. I will teach something around color combination. I will teach something around sometimes even about Instagram. Anything that I know will live in a challenge. And so I have a food photography challenge that happens three times a year for four weeks. So we have one in winter, one in spring, and one in autumn. And so I set tasks throughout the week. And then at the end of the week on a Sunday, 7 p.m., I crown the winners of the challenge and I talk the audience through why I chose them. Like, what did they do that made their photos stand out so that, you know, them listening in can then take those tips and apply them. And, And there's also the excitement of, you know, did I win? Did I not win? Sometimes after I've chosen the winners, I will also do another Q&A. That's another great way to use live, such so um, you know, answer questions. A lot of times what I'll do is in the run-up to the live, I will put something in my grid and say, I'm going live on Sunday. I'm going to talk about food photography. Hit me with your questions. And then people can put questions in the comment section. I do the same on Instagram stories. So I announce it for one, because you need to let people know you're going to go live so they can put it in their diaries. You know, I do the um, the countdown thing so that people get notified that it's happening. I give them the opportunity to ask questions in advance. And then I also give them the opportunity to ask questions in the moment. So even if they didn't win, even if whatever tips I'm sharing, they already know I've got an extra bit 
the, the Q&A section, which always works. I think another good thing you can do that really works well on live as well is something like a behind the scenes. So how you set up for your podcast or, you know, I don't know what your audience does, maybe how you craft an email to nail that client or, you know, like talk them to take them behind the scenes. If they're following you, they're interested, they're invested in you. I think the more value you share, the better. Okay. Now, do you make it consistent each week, what time you're going to go live so that there's that consistency? You said to like give a calendar invite so they can mark it on their calendars. Is it something that you're consistent with? I am. It's usually 7 p.m. GMT or, um, you know, British summertime, either one, usually on Sundays, because that works good for my, you know, works well for my audience. I have some audience in the Far East and then I have uh, audience in Europe as well as in the US. And so that time just seems to be the best. I've tried different times, but that one just had most views. And that, you know, the feedback I got was that that time worked. I do a lot of promo before, I have to say. So apart from putting it in my Instagram grid and on my stories, I also mention it in my weekly newsletter. So, you know, just in case people forget, people's lives are busy. My life is not front and center of their mind. I know that. So I just remind them. And because I've been doing it, you know, 2020, will I'll be entering into my third year of going live and hosting the challenges. Um, you know, people know Sundays is the day. And I think it definitely helps. I do it, you know, three times a year. So for four weeks, in total 12 weeks, so just by season. But I know some people, like the friends I mentioned, they do it all year round, like every time, the same day, same time. And I do think it helps. It's kind of like your favorite show or the, the news or, you know, you just get it into a rhythm of it. And it, I think it helps people to know, oh, yeah, of course, today is Sunday. I got to tune in. Right. I love that. And I have to tell you too, that I have a lot of my audience are teachers. So the fact that you said that you lesson plan and make sure that you have content that is valuable to them is going to hit a lot of hearts and make a lot of us very happy. I'm also a former teacher. So (laughs) we appreciate that for sure. So now do you feel like Instagram live has helped you build your brand? Yes, definitely. And what I would say, maybe going back to something I mentioned before, not everybody is on live. It definitely takes, you know, you got to believe in your product. You got to believe in what you're teaching. And so that's one, you know, you're, you're just, it's not as crowded. The second thing is because it's live, you cannot redo it. You cannot change it. All I can be is in the moment. And because I'm in the moment, I'm a hundred percent myself. And I think my audience gets to see that. I, I, I can't pretend I'm just me. Right. And so the authenticity of me, because I am my brand ultimately definitely comes through, but also it's because I've planned for it, because I've put thought and energy and effort into it. I can show that I'm an expert in my space. I know what I'm talking about. And I really have an opportunity to showcase my knowledge, my insight, and also the way that I, my own unique spin on food photography and the way that I analyze and see things. And I didn't really realize that I was doing something different. But through the live, I realized that the way that I teach and the way that I see 
photos is different and is helpful. And I think a lot of the times, you know, when you are a teacher, you kind of think, well, this is how everybody does it, but it's not, this is how you do it. And so the live is where you can show that, you know, really, really show that. I also always tie the live to an offer. So I add value, I share, I share. And then usually the lives happen around the time where I have workshops that I'm promoting. So at the end of that, I say, you know, if you enjoyed this, I am running an e-course or workshop. If you'd like to join, please do, you know, after the live is over, just go to my stories. That will be a swipe up. And usually, not always, but usually I sell after the live has happened. So it's definitely helped my bottom line too. I would say that has come over time. So it's not like I did my first live and, you know, people were signing up to my e-course left, right and center like that didn't happen. But I think as I show up and show up and show up, it's definitely helped my bottom line for sure. And so it's helped my business. No, that makes sense. Now, are you using the content that you're doing via Instagram Live anywhere else? So in other words, are you downloading it and then putting it on Facebook or something of that nature? I am indeed. So such a good question. Because <laughs> that wasn't in there. I wasn't expecting well, that. That's a good one. Let's see how we're going to do this. I do. So there's two things I do. So for one, I have a Facebook community called the Eat, Capture, Share Facebook community. And I upload and save all the lives there because there are some people say in Australia for whom 7 p.m. just doesn't work. It's something like 2 a.m. in the morning or I don't, you know, I don't know quite what time, but it's a ridiculous time. So I save it. And, you know, it's because it's essentially a lesson about food photography and styling. So I save it there permanently and definitely so people can have a look and only people who are on my mailing list get access to it. So it's a reason to go on my mailing list to get access to those. Sometimes like if there's been like a major change in Instagram, which there was a fairly big Instagram algorithm change and then their idea of taking away the likes so that wasn't visible, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, there were some major things. So what I did is I did my live where I announced the winners and then I talked through all the changes, what they mean, why they're happening, what we can do about it. And that section, I actually had my mic, my podcast mic plugged in. So, you know, the live, obviously I do on my phone, but I had my mic there and recorded it. And I posted that this, the following day or whatever it was on my podcast. And actually, that is one of my most downloaded episodes. So, you know, the sound isn't so great. And there's, you know, I'm interacting with the audience. and But I repurposed it in that way. I could do the others too. I've decided not to because some of it's very, very visual. And so I think it works better on Facebook. But if there's a teaching section, especially on Instagram, I do pull that out, that audio out, and I post it on the podcast. See, and I think that that's so smart. You look to see what was going to work best for your business and then made decisions based on that. You didn't take everything from Instagram Live and pop it up in the podcast because like you said, it's very visual. So why do that? And I think that we as 
influencers and as people putting out content for people, we need to do what's best for our businesses and not reinvent the wheel every time. It was, you know, being able to take those lives and then repurpose it into a Facebook group where hopefully more people are going to be able to see it. And the other piece that I love that you said was about growing your list, that only people on your list are getting it. So are you growing your list? And again, this isn't a question that I pre-scripted for you. I'm sorry. No worries. Um, <laughs> but is, how are you growing your list? Are you using Instagram Live to help you grow your list or are you doing it elsewhere? Yes. So Instagram Live, definitely, because usually, say, if I'm teaching about colors, for example, somebody has won the challenge because their understanding of combining and using colors has been exceptional. I have a PDF all about color combining. So what I will say in the live is, you know, this has happened. Da, da, da. If you want to learn more about color combining, head to my stories after the live, there will be a swipe up option. So usually I offer at least three opt-in swipe up or buy options. So either my e-course, you know, a PDF, whatever it is. So usually I tie it to that. That's number one. Number two, my Instagram food photography challenge is only available to mailing list subscribers. So it's been a huge mailing list builder, a huge, a really, really important mailing list builder. And I had to think again, long and hard about it because there are other food photography challenges out there. And as far as I know, none of them require you to sign up to a mailing list. So they just post the challenge on Instagram. And the idea is to grow your Instagram following. But to go back to something I said before, I really am super cautious about putting all my vegan eggs in the Instagram basket. I want to have a multi-platform approach that includes a mailing list. So that is why I maybe, I don't know, I haven't looked, I'll be, I'll be honest. My sense is perhaps that some of the others whose, you know, barriers to entry of, of doing the challenge is lower Perhaps they have more participants. I don't know, but I don't mind because these are participants who are now on my mailing list. They're engaged with me. I go deeper. I offer more, you know, my newsletters and the challenges and the tips that I offer go over and beyond because I want to serve as best as I can because they've signed up. They've committed to me. So I need to make it worth it while. Yes. No, that makes so much sense. So... Before the challenge starts, now, obviously you're doing this, not really quarterly, but like three times a year. Mm -hmm. So when you're promoting it to the, for the challenge to get them to sign up, are you starting to talk about it ahead of time so that you can grow your list that way? Like, do you have a, like a pre-launch? I have a pre-launch. Exactly. I have a pre-launch period. It used to be longer. Now I make it you know, a little shorter, something like two and a half weeks. So for argument's sake, I think the next challenge starts like the first of January or something like that off the top of my head. And then it closes the 14th of Jan and then the 21st, it all starts, so to speak, something like that. And so we have those two weeks where every day I'm on Instagram, on the grid, I'm on stories, What's been really amazing, and that has helped so much as well, and I think it's because I put so much heart and energy into the challenges. I really want them 
to offer value. The way that I've grown is because people have shared the challenge on their Instagram stories, on their grid. So they'll be like, oh my God, Kimberly's challenge is open. Sign up now, sign up now. And like the shares, maybe 200, 300, 400 people. No, okay, that's a little over the top. Maybe around 200 people share the challenge on their Instagram stories in the, that two-week like I never get to repost everyone, like everyone's so excited. And it really, really helps getting more people onto the list. And then of course, one of the, one of the things you need to do to have your entry um, counted as, as an entry is mentioning in your caption every time that you post something for the challenge. So it's another way for me to grow. And, you know, people always come like, Oh my God, I've seen the challenge. I signed up too late. Then I take their email and I say, okay, you know, next one, you'll be on it. You can pre-register now. So yes, it's a huge mailing list builder. I love it. And it's so smart because it walks you through that whole being, it's a launch in itself. Like it's, and it, yes. it uses Instagram in a way that I never thought to use it. So now, of course, I'm reworking the idea <laughs> in my own head of my own launches going, hmm, I wonder if I could pull this off with both platforms going. Um, so th- thank you so much for sharing so deep into that. So I know that, that wasn't scripted at all. None of the questions came up, but the way in which you were talking about it, I'm like, there's more to this. I have to let them in. I'm like, there's more to this. If people wanted to get started right now with Instagram Live, what would you say how to set them up best? Like, what would you tell them to do? Yes. So number one, think about what is your audience main pain point? Are they struggling to find the right colors to paint their walls? Are they not sure what to style or how to style their brand new jeans or whatever it is that you're in? Like, what are the questions that keep coming up in your DM? What are the photos that are doing best on your grid or the content that's doing best on your blog? I would do a live around that theme. So that's number one. Number two is to plan your content. So really have people walk away even if they don't buy, even if they don't swipe up, even if they don't sign up to your newsletter, they still need to walk away with something tangible, something that they can implement. So be sure that you've got at least three key learning elements that you're going to demonstrate, share, what have you that they can learn. And the third thing is to really announce it. So don't go live on a Sunday, 7 p.m. and only let your audience know about it 5 p.m. that very Sunday. You know, plan it out. Give your audience time to market in their diaries, to get all geared up, announce it just like you would something that you're actually selling. And and I'd say enjoy it. Enjoy that connection with your audience and just, just let it happen. I love it, Kimberly. It's so helpful. Um, Kimberly, where are the best places to get in contact with you to find out more information about what it is that you offer? Yes. So definitely my podcast, Eat, Capture, Share, just all you know, separate words, no commas. You can find me on Apple, iTunes, Stitcher, the usual places. I also have put together a little page just for your listeners. And that is the littleplantation.co.uk. And let me just double check. I'll give you the link anyways to put in show notes, but it's um, forward slash 
jenny-melrose-podcast. And there I write something called the Instagram series. So it's tips, thoughts, ideas about anything and everything that's happening on Instagram now. So if you head to that page, you'll get a link to that. And I've also put together a little PDF, especially for your audience, where I share my top tips for Instagram stories, which you can also use for Instagram live. It's a PDF. They can sign up to the mailing list, download it for free. And I really hope it's going to help them. Perfect. And what is your Instagram handle so we can make sure? Oh, that yeah, of course. Wow, over there. Yes, it's The Little Plantation. Perfect. Kimberly, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to my audience. I so appreciate it. No, thank you for having me. It was so much fun. See, I wasn't lying when I said to you that when I caught her off guard, her answer to my question made the interview that much better. So if you are one that are thinking, how can I use Instagram live video? What would it look like in my business? We gave you multiple examples as well as we showed you how you could actually make it part of your launch of your product or service. So I hope your wheels are turning. Make sure that you tag me on Instagram stories at Jenny underscore Melrose with a screen shot of you listening to this episode. Also feel free to tag Kimberly. Um, We are so excited about this episode. I want to make sure that you grab that PDF that she put you together for all of you as well. And if you have a chance to leave a review on iTunes, please make sure that you put your Instagram handle right up in the um, review that you use so that I can make sure that I send you a personalized thank you. All right, guys, until next time, I will see you all then. 